Hey guys, welcome back to Who Hurt You? How is everybody's week? It is Thursday. We have made it one more sleep until it's Friday and the weekend. I literally didn't do anything this past weekend except sit by my pool and hang out with my parents and I'm pretty sure my parents are sick of me by now. It's been so damn hot though. Even in Jersey, it's been disgustingly hot, like god awful. I barely even want to get into the pool. The water is like bath water. It's gross. Who wants to sit in that? That's not how you cool down by any means. So the one day this week, my sister and my brother, they took Barkley to a beach and it was his very first time going to a beach. He absolutely loved it, which I'm so shook about because first off, I didn't get to go. I'm a working mom. So I was stuck at home on my laptop while my siblings brought my dog to the beach and he ran around having the best time of his life. But he hates our pool. Like he will not go in by himself. My sister usually pulls him in and then my parents yell at her because, you know, could rip the liner or something like that. And he hates the water. He hates the hose. He hates getting a bath. Like none of it. He's not about it. But my sister's boyfriend went with them as well and he has a dog he has a lab so I guess his lab loves the water and she just went full speed ahead straight into this lake pond whatever at this beach it's not the ocean I don't really know what it is it's like this secret spot that they go to all the time but she went headfirst into the water and my dog Barkley just wanted to follow her I guess so he went steamrolling into the water and there's a video of him I posted it on my Instagram story this week it's so freaking cute I'm so upset that I missed it like I feel like a mom missing her child's first steps like it was so cute and then they were sending me more pictures of him there's one where he's literally just laying in this big puddle in the middle of mud and he starts drinking the water in this puddle I'm like oh my god this is so gross I can't And it was definitely close to 100 degrees out that day. So I was kind of nervous for him, but they took good care of him. He came back in one piece. That's all I care about. They gave him a bath before he got home. That was one of my requirements because I was not dealing with a sandy, disgustingly nasty wet dog. Like, no. Thank you anyway. If you're kidnapping my dog for the day and taking him to the beach, you're also giving him a bath. That's just how that's going to work. So big news this week with sports finally starting back up. I don't know how this is all going to work out. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. So first off, for baseball, these stadiums have fat heads in them, and I think it's freaking hysterical. Like, my mom wants to send in a fat head to the Yankees for the games because she's absolutely in love with baseball. It's, like, huge on her whole side of the family. So she wants to do it. And honestly, I think it's kind of cool. I don't think it's too expensive for considering what you would pay to go to the game anyway. And we have to keep baseball alive somehow. So that's all good and dandy. But I think the sound effects is probably the strangest part of this whole thing. Like when they play it, when whatever happens, if there's a home run or if someone strikes out, like is there a delay to the reaction? Because... You then have to go and click the right button versus fans just erupting into like claps or whatever kind of noises they're making, booing, whatever it may be. So I feel like 
there's got to be some kind of awkward delay when the player is running down the bases and then 10 minutes later you hear, ah, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Also, the whole COVID situation with this baseball just started back and the Marlins already have 17 cases confirmed throughout like the team network. That's insane to me. The Phillies and the Yankees game got delayed because of it. Like, how many more games are going to get delayed? And how far can you delay them? These teams are already playing baseball, like, every day. They're not used to that. I know they play a lot in a regular season. Like, maybe they'll have one day off here, one day off there. But, like, this is craziness. That's so much work that these teams are putting in. And then to possibly get sick afterwards, I just don't know. I I think the NBA is going to do so much better in that they have the bubble And I just think that sounds like a better idea, like these players being locked down in this area and no one leaving or coming in. Like that is the best way to do it, in my opinion. I understand that the MLB is way bigger than the NBA and there's way more players on each team and more people in the field at once and all of these things like you can't physically have that many people for as many teams as there are to be in one place at one time. I get it, but I just don't know how this is going to work out. Like you're going through airports, you're going through hotel staff. I I just don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see in the next coming weeks, maybe how this goes. But it also leads me to wonder how the NFL is going to work or even college football. Like how are they going to keep their students safe. I've seen so many cases already being confirmed at Penn State throughout their athletic system. I haven't seen which sports exactly are getting positive results, but I've seen that it's happening. And I just don't know because I'm going to be very upset if we don't have an NFL or college football season like that. That will be so depressing. What else are Saturday and Sundays for in the fall except football and the boys, I guess. I don't know. But we'll see what happens. I'm kind of intrigued, but also kind of concerned for these people. So to be continued. Before I dive into this week's, what what do I even want to call this week? Um, horror, horror story, I guess. Before I dive in, I do have a story. It's funny, but it's also not funny because it really sucks. But My old roommate lives outside of Philly and she had her car parked overnight there. Mind you, I have lived in Philly for a year, okay? And nothing like this has ever happened where I lived. It's, I swear, not all parts of Philly, but she woke up in the morning and her car was there, but all four of her tires were stolen. Uh, Like, what? She sent me a Snapchat of it. And I I think my jaw literally hit the floor. There was just a crate underneath her car, one on each side that they must have put there to keep it from hitting the ground. I honestly don't even know what you're supposed to do in that type of situation. Like if you get in a car accident, like, okay, you call 911 and someone comes out and they help you and you drive your car to an auto body shop if it needs to be fixed. If you don't have tires... You can't go anywhere. So what does one do in that situation? Call a tow truck to bring out tires? Like have someone else go buy tires and then you put them on? I don't know. I'd probably walk outside, turn from shock to immediate tears. Like 
I'm talking full out, like, I don't, I don't know, like, someone died tears and then walk back inside. Okay, maybe that's dramatic. But like, I wouldn't know what to do if I had to go to work or something. And I'm already not thrilled. Like this happened to her on a Monday. Imagine it being a Monday and you have to start your week. And the first thing you see when you walk out your door is that your car has no wheels. It's just on the ground. It's like dented. It's not like they just took the tires. Like it's dented. There's wiring damage and things like that that she has to do. She said that her insurance couldn't even find somewhere that would be able to tow a car that didn't have tires for the longest time. So I don't know. She might not see her car for three weeks. We're not really sure what's going to happen, but definitely interesting. I would be a mess to say the least. Not great luck. All right, well, we're going to dive into our conversation of dating during COVID right now. I think dating during COVID is really difficult, clearly. Like, seeing your friends and family is hard enough, let alone trying to meet someone you don't really know. It's hard. It's difficult. I've had trips that I was planning on going on that have been canceled because of COVID. I haven't seen my grandparents hardly if at all, because I want to keep them safe. I've like sat outside my grandma's house way more than six feet away while she was like sitting on her porch. And that's the most that I've seen her in months. Thankfully, we have phones and FaceTime, but we're doing all of that for people that we do know, let alone trying to meet someone that we have no idea who we are, who they are. We don't know anything about their background. We don't know who they're seeing, what they're doing throughout their day. And you can't be like, Hi, can you please give me an itinerary of what you're going to be doing these last, like the next 72 hours before our date? Because I want to make sure that you're not coming into contact with anyone who has COVID. Like, what are you going to do? Call everyone that they know? Call every place that they've been to and been be like, oh, hi, Um, I saw that Jimmy came into your salon today to get a haircut. Do you know if anyone you've seen has had COVID? You're not going to do that. Like, I'm sorry. If you're going to those lengths... He's not, I don't know. He should run in the other direction. I don't know. But I've personally canceled dating for the summer for many reasons, not just because of COVID, but it started to be canceled after I went on this horrible date a couple months ago. We'll get into that. We social distance. Don't worry. But this whole COVID dating in 2020, it's just a tricky scenario to be in because you have to respect how the other person is feeling about everything. And right now, it's just all so uncertain. Everyone's permitted to have their own opinion. It might not be the same as yours. You might not be as worried about it as someone else. But it is a serious conversation that needs to be had before going out and meeting people. So you you just need to be respectful of everyone. I think a good way to get around all of this in the beginning, if maybe you're not as comfortable just hopping into something with someone you don't know right away considering the times maybe you're not a fan of doing that in general but I think a good way to do this is first off have a FaceTime date maybe two FaceTime dates before you actually go out just think about how many times you go on a first date with someone and it's just not there it doesn't click you just know immediately that you're not going to have a second date maybe even how many times you go on two dates with someone and then realize this isn't what you're into. Like, I don't want this. I'm just going to end this. Hopefully you're not ghosting them. Hopefully you're just saying like, hey, listen, like you're a cool guy, cool girl, but I'm just not really interested. I don't want to waste your time. Like that's literally all it takes. I don't care if you've only been on one date. Just say that phrase. Like say those two sentences. 
you're good. You're in the clear. You did your part. Good for you. Considering it is COVID season, instead of physically going out on the date, do it over FaceTime. Like We have the technology. Use it. Or Zoom. Or Google is doing it. Or Facebook even right now. You can do like iMessenger. You can do video chats. And it works pretty well. Me and my friends used that one time. Whatever kind of device you want, you can house party for all I care. I literally don't care. It doesn't have to be romantic. It doesn't have to be creative. It could literally be as simple as you call each other in the sweatpants you've more than likely been wearing all day because I know I live in workout clothes now and then I come home I shower after working out and I put sweatpants on that's it unless I like want to do something and make myself feel pretty that day maybe I'll put on real clothes and my siblings will be all why are you wearing real clothes well because I felt like it today guys but you can literally be in sweatpants and have this FaceTime date for your first date. It's COVID. Things aren't normal right now. Like normalize being casual on a first date. It's super simple. As long as you're both cool with it, you'll save time. You'll save energy, possibly even a trip to the hospital. Like you just don't know right now. And then if you do hit it off, you can always recreate a first date or have a super sweet second, third, fourth date, whatever it ends up being, however many FaceTime dates you go on. And if you do decide to go out, hopefully, fingers crossed, people are being honest with who they've been in contact with. And if there's a possibility that they could have the virus, that they let you know that in advance and then you can make that decision. Like, I don't know anyone who would willingly want to catch the virus. I don't. But if you do, sure, do your own thing. I've heard of so many situations where groups of people get together and one person didn't know that they had it before they go to this group event. But then they show up at this party and they end up having COVID. Next thing you know, everyone there has COVID too. And it's just a huge mess. So that's just something to think about. A little tip, I think, if you're struggling with dating during COVID season. And yes, everyone freaks out about the first time you're like FaceTiming someone. It's so different compared to texting and all of those other things that you're doing, Snapchat, whatever. But going out on a first date is nerve wracking too. So just get it out of the way and then maybe it'll go well over FaceTime. And then when you're out in person, it's not going to be as awkward or it shouldn't be. Okay. Here comes the horror story of the week because I literally wanted to like rip my hair out while I was in this world. Prior to my summer dating hiatus, I went on a date at the beach. I thought it was going to be a good idea. So I've been texting this guy, Snapchatting this guy, and he wants to go out with me. We decided to meet up at the beach, which I thought it was going to be a good idea. It's outdoors. We can social distance. It can be a fun way to just hang out, get to know each other a little bit better. I was wrong. I was so wrong. Do not recommend going to the beach for a first date unless you have like a start and an end point. Give them a time where you're like, I got to go do this thing with my grandmother that lives five hours away. Whatever it is, I don't care. Just figure out an excuse to get out of there. Like an idiot, I didn't follow my own advice and FaceTime before we met for the first time, which if I did, I would have saved myself 
a major headache because that's all it was. It was just a headache, a real pain in my ass, to be honest. I thought I was being smart by adding him on Snapchat and snapping him once in a while before we went out because then you can see what someone really looks like and not just a select few like controlled pictures that they put out there for you to see of them. And you can make sure that you're not getting catfished, which wasn't the issue. The issue with this man was not that he didn't look like his pictures. He did. That's not my problem, but I made a major mistake. We should have FaceTime before we went to the beach. So I got there before he did, which was perfect. So I could enjoy the beach by myself. Like, this is my happy place. This is what I want to be doing on my weekends. I want to enjoy the sun, lay there, just be alone for a little bit. It was nice. There are so many reasons this date didn't go well. Too many reasons. Another reason I should have FaceTimed him first. So I'm laying on the beach. I picked up lunch from Wawa on my way down. And if you're not from the East Coast, you probably don't know what Wawa is. Wawa is this amazing gas station that has the greatest food, like Wawa greater than signed sheets all day. Team Wawa. Look it up. It's it's amazing. And you'll see so many memes like Wawa versus sheets. Wawa is superior. I don't care what anyone says. Wawa is amazing. So I'm going to pick up lunch from Wawa. And I offer this kid to get him something if he wanted, but he declines. He says he's going to stop too and get lunch and bring it down with him because he needs to get gas anyway. So I'm all set up. I have a huge beach towel, a cooler, a Yeti cup filled with ice because I know I'm going to be thirsty if I'm down here all day. My beach bag, I've got sunscreen. I am fully prepared for a beach day. Like I go to the beach all the time. I know what I'm doing. The kid can't find me. He's FaceTiming me, trying to find me. And yes, we are going to refer to this man as the kid because I honestly felt like I was babysitting the whole time. Exhibit A of why it didn't go well. I never was a babysitter as a child and I'm not going to babysit now. He can't find me anywhere. So he FaceTimes me. Eventually, he makes his way down to where I am. He parked his car nowhere near where I dropped him a pin not even in the same vicinity. So that's his fault because I dropped the pin as soon as I parked. It was like, this is where I am and just walk straight because I was right on the entrance to the beach, walk straight, go straight down. I'm literally in front of the pathway. You can't miss me. It'd be ridiculous to not see me. He doesn't, he doesn't follow directions. So I want to start this by setting the scene that I am not an awkward person. And I could, I used to be back in the day, but I'm not now. And I could literally talk to a brick wall if I needed to. Like I'm doing this podcast by myself. I don't have a co-host. I'm talking to you guys like you're in front of me, but really I'm talking to my bedroom walls right now. So I, I can hold a conversation. This kid walks up to me and I'm like, Hey, how are you? Like waiting for him to put his stuff down, get ready come chill on the beach with me. But he just stands there staring at me instead. He's like, hey, I'm good. And he's just like looking at the ocean, not doing anything. All of a sudden, super shy and nervous when our texting conversation was good. And he just talked to me on FaceTime like seconds before, which is like fine. Like be shy, nervous. It's a first date. I get it. I am also like, nervous I guess I just don't show it as much 
but he's just not putting anything down for me to work with. He's not physically putting anything on the ground. He wore sneakers and socks on the beach and he has a full gym bag with him. And he's just standing over top of me, not making any motions to sit. Like, hun, put your stuff down. It got to the point that I literally had to say, why don't you sit down and stay a while? Like, literally, I said that word for word because he wasn't moving. So then he finally smiles at me and starts unpacking his bag. He pulls out of this bag, this huge gym bag, which was so unnecessary to bring to the beach, pulls out a yellow towel that is literally a bath towel and lays it in the sand. Doesn't have anything else with him. That's it. Just this yellow bath towel. He goes to lay down on this minuscule towel and is struggling so hard. I'm like really in my head laughing, but absolutely not laughing out loud because we're not there yet. I can't laugh at him yet. He's like, wow, this is a really small towel. Um, yes, it is. That is not meant for the beach. It's a bath towel. But okay, I'll look past that. Maybe he didn't have anything else. I don't know. Like if he would have said something, I would have brought him one from my house. We have so many towels. So we're sitting there and he's literally silent. I am starting every conversation with him. And then for him to answer with all of three words, And then when I respond again to keep the conversation going, you know, like a normal person would on a first date, he just doesn't answer me. I'm pretty sure I was like, oh, how was the drive in? And he's like, good. I'm like, well, did you do this and this and this that you were talking about? I'm pretty sure he was like picking up a dirt bike and he just like doesn't respond. How do you not respond to a question? I'm giving you the easiest thing to answer to. I'm asking you about something you enjoy. Answer me at least so I'm not sitting there talking to you and being ignored on the beach. Like what? So then I'm laying on this beach towel staring at him because there's only so many topics you can pull out of your brain without being a weirdo. Diving into that section of the brain, that comes out when you're with the people you're most comfortable around. You know what I'm talking about. Everyone has this section. I don't like do that around everyone. Like I would not pull that side of my brain out at work or something, you know? So I'm continuously trying to get the kids to talk, but all I get is a blank stare after a mumble about something or other, or he's playing with the shells in the sand. We're at that level, like how I used to draw in the dirt when I played softball because I freaking hated playing softball, but my mom made me like, that's what he's doing. He's playing with these shells as if I'm the most boring creature on this earth. But in actuality, he's not talking to me. I'm trying so hard to make this conversation or he's answering his phone. It is one of my all time pet peeves for someone to be on their phone on a first date. Like, hello, Does my time matter to you? Do you care to get to know me? Because if this is how it's going to be during our first date, I don't want to know how little you care when you actually do know someone. I don't like when you're with someone all the time, obviously you're going to be on your phones when you get to that point in your relationship. Like, yeah, you have a life, you have people to answer. But if this is our first time or second or third even time hanging out and you're not paying attention to what's in front of you, like that's just not a good sign by any means. So we're sitting there and it's like pulling teeth, trying to make conversation. 
all I can see is this piece of, I don't know what it was, maybe chocolate, maybe dirt that's stuck in the corner of his mouth. You know, like when you eat something and it gets stuck on the side of your face where your lips connect, that's where this piece of whatever it was was sitting. Did you not look in the mirror before you got out of your car to make sure that nothing was on your face before meeting me? If something was stuck in his teeth, that would be different because sometimes you can't really see that. And I'd be like, oh, hey, you have something in your teeth right here which could end up turning into some cute inside joke that I had to help you get something out of your teeth. How embarrassing, haha. But to have something that looks like dirt just chill in there while I don't have anything to distract me because you're not talking to me is completely different. Like I would check my face before going to meet a boy for the first time. So I would think If you were a cleanly person, you would also probably check the mirror to make sure if you were just eating that you don't have any remnants lingering in your mouth. Eventually, the kid pulls a plastic football out of his bag and asks me if I want to go for a walk on the beach. I don't even respond to him before he throws this football at me. Lucky for him, I have quick hands. I internally I'm like thank you lord that we are moving and I'm not sequestered in this spot of solitude anymore because I'm literally on a date with myself right now and I need some different form of entertainment we are walking down the beach he's finally starting to talk a little bit more but mainly about what he wants to do after this he has a whole night planned out where we could go to his friend's house after the beach to go swimming at their pool beforehand and then head to his parents' house for a bonfire and volleyball and cornhole and things like that with more of his friends and family. Parents' house. Super sweet that he wants me to do all of this with him. But let's slow our roll a little bit. This is a first date and sweetheart, it's not going well. It's not going well at all. How he thought we were having a good time, I'm not really sure when I'm the one doing all the talking. And if that's who he is as a person, like, that's cool. If you don't enjoy, like, talking to people, fine. But I do. And I need someone who's going to talk back to me, probably give me some kind of sass with it. You're just not giving me any of that. So I'm, like, ready to head out at this point. We walk back to our stuff. We haven't even thrown the football yet. We're just walking in the sand. And then when we get back, we find a spot to throw the football. Again, I'm like, thank goodness. Like this keeps me out of having to make all the conversation. We're going to be great. Now he starts asking me questions, which I'm like, okay, cool. He asked me what my favorite color was. Then he followed up with what are your hobbies? And then it was, what kind of music do you listen to? It was so robotic as if he had these questions lined up before he even met me. Maybe he did. And then he would not answer any of the questions himself. He'd ask, what's your favorite color? And I'd respond and he'd spitfire another question at me before I could even blink. I had to tell him that he was going to answer the questions as well. Like, I'm not going to answer these if you're not going to answer these. So after what felt like a lifetime of this, we finally sat back down and he asked if I ate lunch before he showed up. Now I didn't eat lunch. I picked up lunch because I thought we were going to eat lunch together on the beach. He got to the beach like 45 minutes after I did. I hadn't eaten yet, but I had the lunch packed in my cooler with me. So he was like, okay, I didn't bring food, 
which was annoying because I literally offered to grab him something. And if he wasn't going to do it, like I could have picked something up, but also kind of a blessing in disguise. So I can't be too mad about it. Not salty at all. How you may ask, this was my way out because I didn't have a prior way to get out and I should have, but I didn't. So he asks if I want to grab lunch somewhere. And at first I'm thinking, yeah, like, let's go. That gets us off the beach. It's starting to get cold. It looks like it might rain. I can scoot out afterwards. Everything is looking good. So we pack all of our stuff up and start walking towards our cars, which is really just me packing my stuff up because I'm the one that's prepared. And I'm expecting to split off from him because he parked way far away from me. But no, nope, that's not how it happens. The kid walks me back to my car, the gentleman thing to do. But then I'm hinting at him like, yep, mm-hmm, okay, um, this is me, yep. Not even unlocking my car, just kind of putting everything down on the ground. And he's just staring at me with these blank eyes as if I'm going to offer to drive him to find his car or something, which I'm totally not going to do. No way. If this was going super well, yeah, sure. I'll take you to your car. But this was not good. So after too long of an awkward silence, which was pretty much the theme of the day, I was like, okay, let's pick a place to eat so we don't have to get lost again, considering you didn't find me the last time. I didn't say it like that. I was like super sweet about it. I promise. So we pick a place and he finally starts walking away. I'm like praising the Lord. Once I can't see him anymore, I pack up my car, get inside, trying to comb through ideas of how to nicely escape from this disastrous state because I might sound horrible right now going through this, but I was so nice all day and I was mentally drained. I was physically exhausted from having to try and be like a good person towards him when I just wanted to leave all day. Like I could have walked away. I could have been a bitch or said something, but I I stuck it out. I made it through. So I text him to ask if he made it to his car yet again being like a nice girl and immediately start typing out a message saying that I want to get home before the storm hits, the sky looks wild, which it did, and that I hoped he understood. But before I can send the damn text message, he sends me back saying, yeah, and asking what the place we're meeting at was called again. Now I feel bad. And I'm like, okay, like I'll just get through this lunch and then bust out the door afterwards. I follow my GPS to this place after texting him back and it's on the boardwalk. So there's no parking anywhere and I'm not going to pay to park to eat lunch with this kid when I don't want to do it in the first place. Finally, I found something that had a meter pull into the spot because I'm not, I'm not paying and trying to figure out a way to get out of it. I just pulled the trigger to tell this kid that I don't want to do lunch anymore. Sometimes you have to do things for yourself. And honestly, I was doing him a favor by backing out of the plan. I already felt bad that he most likely would have paid for my meal when I knew I wasn't interested. I don't want to assume that he would have because I've paid on first dates a handful of times. So I just wanted to avoid that part of it. Like, I don't want someone to pay for or buy me something if I'm not interested in you. I always feel uncomfortable at the bar when this happens and a guy's like buying me a drink, but I don't want to talk to him. Like, I don't need it. So it's cool. Like, we're good. But also... I just didn't want to be on this date. I did not want to be there. So why should I force myself into a situation that was going to make me uncomfortable when it could be avoided in the first place? I shouldn't. So I wasn't going to. 
I'm sitting in my car and I send a text saying that I can't find parking and the weather is bad. So maybe we can just reschedule the rest of the night for a different day. I figured I could spill the rest of the tea later. I didn't need to put it all out in the field right now. I just needed to get out. I needed to go home. So I send the text, put my car in drive, start speeding my ass home. And then a phone call comes through my Bluetooth and it's this fucking kid. Hey, is everything okay? He asked me. My voice went up 10 octaves. I swear to God. I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. Do you see the sky right now? It looks horrible. I have a long drive home. Like, honestly, I just want to get out of here before this storm breaks. Then he's like, well, let's just go to my friend's house instead. Clearly not getting the picture here. Then I say, to be even more honest, I don't feel comfortable going to your friend's house who I don't know, considering there's going to be quite a few people there besides us and COVID is happening. Like we are in the middle of a global pandemic right now. Like put that in your head for a bit. Then he's like, okay, that's fine. I understand. Why don't we just go back to my parents and we can hang out? What are you not comprehending? Like, no, I don't want to go to your parents' house. I don't want to hang out, whatever your version of hang out may be. He's just not getting it whatsoever. It's at the point now where I have to be like, okay, listen, I don't want to go to your parents' house. I'm not comfortable doing something like that when I don't really know you. COVID's happening. Like, I just, I'm all around just not comfortable with something like that. And he finally just says, okay. But he doesn't hang up the phone. So I'm like, I'll let you know when I get home. And I hang up the phone. Because if I didn't, we'd probably be in an awkward, uncomfortable silence for another 10 minutes. Not five minutes after I hang up, I get a text from him that says, if you change your mind about me, just let me know. I was going to wait until I got home to let him down, to be honest. But after that text, I just flat out pulled the trigger and said he was a sweet kid, but I just wasn't interested. Again, he said, okay, and I have not spoken to him again. Deleted him from Snapchat because once you're not on my A or B list, you are removed from Snap. I keep that under lock and key. That's like the only social media that I have. Strictly like only people that I want to be in there. If I don't want you in there, you're gone. Easy. The worst part of this was I'm on this back road driving home, right, after this horrible day, and I see a beat-up truck following me, which is what he said he was driving, and then I look in my rearview mirror, and I see him driving the car. I am high-key freaking out that he's following me, like, full-on sweats are happening because I'm like, oh my god, I don't know this man, and he's literally following me. I just told him I didn't want to see him ever again. He knows what my car looks like considering he walked me to it. I don't know how the hell he got behind me because he wasn't there five minutes ago, but here he is now. So I was already planning on diverting and making a pit stop at my grandparents' house because it was on my way home where I would safely social distance from them, like really far social distance. But thankfully, he turned off somewhere after around five to 10 minutes of trailing me. I don't think he meant to follow me, I think we were just both on the road, but let me tell you, it scared the living daylights out of me. And this is just one of the reasons I always want to drive to first dates or meet there because if something's not going well, like I want an out, I want an option to get out. I'd have to say 
this would be enough for anyone to cancel dating for a little while. It wasn't the pleasant experience of getting to know someone. Even if it doesn't work out, first dates can be a lot of fun and exciting. They're enjoyable. But this literally was me babysitting the 14-year-old who doesn't really want a babysitter and twiddles his thumbs instead of formulating comprehensible sentences. So if you've ever been a babysitter before, if you've ever watched your younger siblings, your younger cousins, your nieces, your nephews, whatever it is, you know how it feels. <laughs> that's that's what I was doing. I was watching Disney movies and like talking for them. So I can only hope that the next day I go on after my hiatus is better than this one was. It really can't be that hard to beat if we're being real. The next person who's genuine and makes me laugh just might make me fall in love. Just kidding. Not that we're not going to go that far, but they'll definitely be more favorable to me. Like just by having a, a real conversation, like words coming out of your mouth. I'm going to be impressed. How sad is that? I'm, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Oh my God. So let me know how your dating lives are going since COVID has been happening. Mine is non-existent for my own reasons right now. So keep me in the loop with the dramatics. I love a good story. I love to give you guys a good story. As always, keep staying safe. It's going to be a long time until we get back to normal, but we are doing the best we can and we are in this thing together. Trust me. (laughs) Wearing a mask to the gym is probably the weirdest thing ever and I can't wait for that to not be a protocol anymore. Here's to 2021 being better than 2020. Optimism. We're going to manifest the shit out of that, okay? I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. (music) 